The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Welcome to Cast a Strong Style. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my returning co-host, Mr. Anwar Starwin. He has uh, had a slight change of heart towards the Booker Man in New Japan, and he's back with me here on Cast a Strong Style. Welcome back, sir. Yeah, I'm back, but don't be really crazy, man. <laughs> hey, hey, look, what Fairmont say? Furry moths, not a damn thing changed. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's actually lots of changes, and we're going to have to talk about that here on Cast a Strong Style. But first, we just want to let you know that we are a part of the CSPN. You can find us on the web at CSPN.us. You can also find the show through iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio. All you have to do is search for Cast of Strong Style in your podcast queue, and you'll get the new episodes when they show up. Uh, when they become available. So since the last time we talked, Will Ospreay grand opening, grand closing as the new IWGP heavyweight champion. He won the belt from Kota Ibushi. Uh, He had a bunch of tag team matches with his Empire teammates, and then he had a title defense against uh, Shingo Takagi. A hard-fought effort. Will took a nasty mate uh, in Japan through two tables on the outside. Will finishes the match. He wins the match. He's victorious. And then it comes out that Will Ospreay will have to forfeit, give up the IWGP Heavyweight Championship because he has suffered a broken neck and will be out indefinitely. So things have changed in New Japan. Now the title is vacant. And the two people who were vying to become the next challenger and the previous challenger, Shingo and Okada, will now face each other in Dominion, which we'll hear the talk about. Um, New Japan had a state of emergency uh, for the country. So some of the the stadium shows that they were building up towards got totally canceled. Uh, the second half of the Road to Dominion shows got canceled. So, um, yeah, there's been a lot of turmoil and uncertainty in New Japan the last month uh, since uh, the last big card, Dantaku. Uh, first, your thoughts on Will Ospreay being injured and how New Japan went about trying to crown a new champion. Uh, I mean, it sucked for Will and Will's fans that he, as soon as he got the title that he's been working towards getting for like a long time, he just got hurt and they had to take it off. But, you know, I mean, it was some other stuff I was also hearing in relation to that situation, so. Kind of feel, it kind of feels like it might have been some... He just wanted to go fucking home, too. At least that's what I heard. Like so. 
they kind of were put in a situation where they had no choice but to take the title off him. So kind of like a kind of like a I lost my smile shit, you know. Right. Lost my girlfriend. I'm hurt. I I want to go home. You know. But I thought Stuff he like was. That. I thought he had made full time residence in Japan though. Bruh, have you not noticed that like Will at times has like coping problems and shit? Mm. So you know, I mean. It is what it is. They seem to be on good terms now, so, you know. Because there's all type of weird shit going on there. Some people even making it like, oh, we might go to, like, NXT UK. <laughs> Fuck out of here. <laughs> all, all places he would go it would not be that place. Come on now. <laughs> you know, everybody thinks that everybody's dream and career path is supposed to end up in WWE, but you know, some people just are smarter than that and realize, nah, that's probably not the best place for me. Or they're smart enough the fact that they need to get to a certain level that when they're going into that company, they can command a lot of money. And even if they fuck up, they still get a bunch of money to chill the fuck out for maybe three or four or five years. So even when they come out, out they have like that money plus less bumps on their body working for a company that doesn't always maximize talent. They just have talent on the sidelines, but, you know. But they kind of stopped doing that now, though, so, you know. Whatever. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know when Will is going to come back because, you know, that's a serious injury, so we'll see. You talking shit, you take new champion. Online, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so a uh, long road of recovery for Will Osprey. Um, you know, first and foremost, even though what we may think of him personally may not be that high, we hope that he does. You know, get himself back to good health and can continue his career. And this isn't something that is going to derail uh, the path that he was on after he had been working so hard the last year and a half to, you know, get this opportunity and move up the card this high to finally be the main champion uh, in the main events. So um, you can't deny the the work ethic and the ability that it took to get there, uh, regardless of what you feel about the man personally. Um, The Dangerous Techers, they reclaimed those IWGP World Tag Team Championships from the Gorillas of Destiny ending their record seventh championship run. So I think it's official that uh, Zack Sabre Jr. and Taichi are baby faces now. Um, the, the, that... My whole came back. My whole came back. <laughs> so it was, it was like they got the bells back. My whole came back. She was the she was the good luck charm. Yeah, and then they cut that really. They cut those really cool ass promos after the matches, and even begrudgingly respected like um, God for like staying in the country when other people wanted like would have left, so they could have this match. So you know, even if we opponents, you can give some some credit here and there. So you know, that was like that was that was great. That that was a great moment having my whole back and. Just that shit like that. I already messed with that match. Right, right, right. Um, I see also like um COVID too, because he's one of the people on the roster that got got COVID. So 
and he was cutting a promo about that dumb shit and kind of like warned people be careful. Right. <laughs> right. Um, the never open weight six man champions they had another successful title defense uh, during the Road to Dominion show. So they, I think, only have like one loss as a team. Um, That's crazy. Yeah, and they've had the titles for almost a year now. So uh, they they're awesome. They're awesome as a team together. Yeah, the titles that used to be the hot potato titles have finally kind of found a home here with Ishii Goto and uh, your man uh, Yoshihashi. Yeah, and it kind of like gave Yoshihashi even more spotlight. It was his first title in the company, and he could talk shit now that like, yo. My first title in the company, I was champion for a year. That's that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, um, way for them to finally give those titles some credibility and some stability. And uh, now they're, um, you know, it was a title that Evils threw down and was like, oh, why would I want these belts? And now all of a sudden, a year later, he's kind of like, you know what? I think I want those belts again because they've elevated them to a, a certain place. So good job by those three guys. Um, and that's pretty much uh, kind of the major happenings as far as titles go. Um, Jeff Cobb and Kota Ibushi had some really good interactions um, during the lead up to Dominion leading into their match. Uh, we were supposed to get this at the big stadium show, but they had to push it back to Dominion. Like I said, due to the uh, pandemic and state of emergency throughout Japan, um, so we start the night with our guy, the ticking time bomb, Hiromu Takahashi, running down to the ring, and he's going to give us our opening announcements, uh, telling us of what the big matches are tonight, and he says that he'll be back from his injury soon, and he'll be going to get his junior heavyweight title back. Um, do you think at this point that they need to try to move Hiromu up out of that junior heavyweight scene and maybe into oh. the intercontinental scene and maybe even the U.S. title no. scene? No. No? No. It's no intercontinental scene oh, right that's now. Right. I forgot. They they dissolved the it's, belt. It, it's just the Never. The Never is the number two belt. And the U.S. title is just over in U.S. on Moxie indefinitely. So, um, right, right, right. I, I forgot. Yo, that, that, that match that like, Moxie had versus um, Nagata on Dynamite, that shit was fun. <laughs> it, it shows you the potential of what could happen with the working relationship. But the thing about it is, it's, it's never going to be a f- fair to me it's not going to be equal returns unless you can get one of the new japan guys to beat somebody on dynamite from dynamite you know yeah 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 i guess i mean it's not like they're not coming to japan and losing so right i mean i i just i just want to see good matches yeah, that was definitely a fun match. Yuji Nagata, uh, you know, 20-plus years after, you know, him being on Nitro, um, backstage doing the, you know, 20 years ago picture and today pictures uh, was pretty cool on his social media. Uh, him and Sonny Ono back there, um, you know, like the old days. So, yeah, mm. it was a lot of uh, it was a lot of fun to see Yuji Nagata get that spotlight, and the people were very receptive to him uh, in the it was cool how they had the corner man too go out with them to the ring, mm-hmm. and they debuted the um the wild thing song. Right, that was a, 
Another, it was like some cool shit going on in there. I that. was hoping that uh, Shota Aminu would have been John Moxley's second, but no, we, we didn't get that that sighting. Um, yeah, Shota cool. yep. supposed to like make some some performances in in Repro over the next coming months or something. So, all right, if you watch Repro, if you watch Repro, you'll be seeing him. So have fun. That's what's up. Uh, in the match that Anwar, that Anwar Starwin did tell me he was boycotting uh, for this review, we have the 10-man tag of the Bullet Club versus Chaos. So Chase Owens, my man LP, El Phantasmo, Evil, Taji Ishimori, and Yujiro took on Goto, Tanahashi, Sho, Ishii, and Yoshihashi. Um, Taji Ishimori hit Sho with a bloody cross. And that is how we got our finish. So the Bullet Club was victorious. Uh, after the match, Evil, Yujiro, and Dick Togo, uh, they beat down the Never Openweight Champions, and it looks like that they have their eyes set on that trio championship now. Come on. Not a mess. Not a match I want to see, buddy. They had Tanahashi in the opening match. That's that was must see for them. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about them like defending versus a Bullet Club team. Oh. That team. Oh yeah, that, that particular don't, team. That don't interest me, buddy. <laughs> you ain't got no love for Dick Togo. And Hell no. And the Garrow. Mm, nah. My best Suge Knight voice. <laughs> I still got love for Evil, even though, man, he done fell far, bro. Yeah, the uh, uh, somebody we were uh, in the Twitter spaces, uh, this guy was asking me about, you know, the Bullet Club dynamic and, you know, maybe finally getting this kind of rift in a Jay White versus um, Tamatanga, you know, kind of head of the table type of feud. And this dude was like, well, where does that put Evil? And I was like, screw evil it's like evil took the whole damn company down with that title reign and all that cheating that was the bookers man well it was well it was the extension through evil he had his hand in the back of evil and yeah it definitely was it was the bookers man like because if you look at evil cheated in the past but he never did no shit like that that he did last year that's the booker man yeah that was i think you had it you gonna tell your boss, no, I'm not gonna do what you want me to do, even though you know it's bullshit. <laughs> you gonna you gonna fall in line. So I can't get mad at evil for that. I can get mad at evil for maybe going too far in line with stuff and not challenging stuff. I can get on him for that, but he was in a situation where somebody gonna give you a push, even though the dynamics of the push is bullshit, you gonna take that push. Because he was just the number three or number four heavyweight in LIJ, so, you know. Yeah, especially when the push is gonna... Especially when the push is gonna net you the big the big belt, you know. Yeah, so, I mean... And, I don't know, man, I like Tommy Tonga, but y'all niggas need to stop with this shit. He has charisma. He's very outspoken and likable person. Well, he ain't got it completely in the ring. Tonga Loa, at this point, is way better than him. Way better than him. Think about that. And he's getting better. So, just imagine how much better, like, Tonga Loa is going to be 
if he could he's putting the work in. It's just like it's like Thomas just got comfortable and then didn't really push himself to get better. I don't know, man. I, I still got love for the dude, but it's like y'all y'all need to let some of this shit go. If it's gonna be a person that's gonna challenge Jay for that that throne, it's gonna be evil. They just they just chilling before they could pull the like trigger on that line. Right, right. Next matchup, we saw Bushi, Shinada, and Naito, L.I.J. take on the Dangerous Techers and Doki. Of course, Suzuki Gun on the other side. Um, Naito kind of let it known that, you know, he enjoyed, you know, basically having a partner and wouldn't mind going after, you know, some titles with partners. So it looks like him and Sonata might be trying to uh, position themselves to challenge the dangerous techers in the near future. Uh, Sonata looks for an O'Connor role, but he and Zack Sabre Jr. counter from the skull ends into European clutches. Sonata repositioned things and turned the European clutch into a tiger suplex type bridge to sneak the win away from the dangerous techers and Doki. You know what I liked about this match beyond like the challenge and the interplay between the teams? I really like how Naito was just fucking with Hiromu the whole like match before the match, <laughs> in the match, after the match. <laughs> that shit was just cute, but also funny. Yeah, he had and him, I like, like open the he had him come off the commentary desk to open the ropes for him. Yep, and... <laughs> yep, yep, yep. So it was like uh, that shows the like camaraderie like those those two have they just be doing shit to fuck with each other like friends do <laughs> and you know it's cool to see like Naito making the best of different situations and you know Techers versus Sonata and um, Naito will be a fun little program I mean this is the thing like you see how I, compl- I-, I said you know how I complain about like Okada being stagnant and boring and shit. See what happens? Like, see how other aces from the company move all over the damn place and still bring that quality? You see what I'm saying? Naito moving all over the place and just having fun, having dope stuff up in Okan. It's going to be a, a good program, a good summer worth of setup for those uh tag team title matches and uh, once we get them should be a lot of fun they yep. have a lot of good chemistry Zack Sabre Jr. and Sonata have ridiculous chemistry together and then uh, Taichi and Naito they don't really like each other like that <laughs> so, yep. so yep. that's, that's going to be a, a, you know it's going to be a lot of fun uh, interactions going forward uh, now it's time exactly. to get into the exactly Sonata had that really great chemistry from various different matches. Right. You saw Sonata sleeping. Yeah. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. He um he caught him on that um he caught him with that victory roll where Zach Sabre Jr. had gotten comfortable um, you know, with that European clutch. He'd gone to it so many times. But uh mm-hmm. yeah, it uh it finally finally backfired on him. Sonata was ready this time. Um we have our IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match as El Desperado gets to defend the title for the very first time. Um, he's had all kinds of stops and starts for trying to get this defense in, but it's finally going to happen. He's going to wrestle Yo. Uh, Desperado looks for the pinchy loco, but it's blocked as Yo gets a roll up for a two count. Super kick is next, but Desperado just punches out Yo before he lifted him up. 
for the Pinchy Loco. And El Desperado retains the Junior Heavyweight Championship. Um, basically, the story of this match was El Desperado testing out the surgically repaired knee of Yo, um, making Yo, you know, um, couldn't really do any of his explosive high flying stuff because he was grounded and uh, trying to survive more than anything. And uh, I really like this match. I like the format. I like the way that. You know, they took their time. They got like 20 minutes. They didn't do too many crazy spots. Uh, just a solid junior heavyweight championship match. I liked it, and I have no complaints about it. They worked it really smart, and they worked it really smart in a sense because they're both like, well, at least we know one person is coming back from COVID. Right. So instead of like doing a lot of extra crazy shit, they just they did. They they kept it smart. They were smart with what they did. And, you know, people feel a different way about limb matches or whatever, but I like how they both were attacking each other's limbs, legs, you know. So that was another element. And, you know, I just, I thought it was a good match, and I got no complaints about it. And I also like the aftermatch stuff that happened. That was interesting as well. Taji Ishimori and El Fantasmo and show they all come out. A show to check on yo. Taji Ishimori and El Fantasmo, they have a scoop. They're going to challenge Sho and Yo for the junior tag team titles on the Akuza Road show. And Ishimori snatched the mic from El Fantasmo and he called out Desperado and he wants a shot at that IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship singles variety as well. I like how Ishimori was like, nah, you're not going to jump in front of me in the line. I've been waiting for my opportunity. I'm going to take it now. <laughs> it's like 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 yo is shocked. Not, I love seeing him shocked. <laughs> uh, Not your time, white man. Sit your ass down. <laughs> uh Tazi Ishimori versus El Desperado. Yeah, sign me up for that. I'm here for it. All the interactions that we'll get beforehand. Uh, it's, it's amazing how that they can pull off those interactions and I can see them have a tag team match, a six man tag, an eight man tag, and still have a lot of interest when I see the singles match. Whereas WWE tries to do the same thing, and by the time we get to the singles match, it's like I've seen this enough already. Can we just get it over with? It's different. It's just funny how it works. That it's, it's right. thing. It's a thing that they do that they get a match and they beat it, beat a program into the ground, and they beat it into the ground to the point where you don't want the match anymore, and. Yes, New Japan do go back to matches. Usually, it's spaced out over time. It's not like month, like weekly, monthly, monthly. It's maybe like you have a match, and then maybe a couple months later, and then you have another match, and then it comes to maybe three or four over the course of a year. But it's not like bang, 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 bang in a row. So where that will super burn you out. So that's the thing that that's the difference. It's like I definitely see it when I watch on SmackDown. Like they kind of they got a little program with someone and they just kind of go to it and go to it and it's like even if I like the people in the program I don't necessarily want to see those same people going against each other all the time. Right, right. Um, Jeff Cobb versus Kota Ibushi. Uh, this match has garnered a lot of interest uh, due to their G one match and then. Um, the matches that we had leading up to Dominion and towards that stadium show that got canceled. Um, 
Jeff Cobb obliterated Kota Ibushi with a Kamagoye you know, in uh, one of these tag team matches, and that really kind of... Kamagoye, get it right, dog. Kamagoye, excuse me. That Kamagoye, that's what he did. It's the Kamagoye. Kamagoye. <laughs> uh, and that really kind of threw gas uh, on this whole thing right here when that happened. So everybody, uh, <laughs> even uh, the good man Samuel Kalunga was texting me uh, last week going, I need to see this. I can't wait to see this. And I was like, well, I don't know when they're going to exactly have the big match now because the stadium show got canceled. So hopefully he saw this match on Dominion. Uh, I haven't gotten a text or message from him yet, so he may still haven't got had the time to watch it. Uh, but Jeff Cobb versus Kota Ibushi. Jeff Cobb pulls Ibushi up for a tour of the islands, but it's countered with a roll-up for a two-count. Ibushi's meteor-like Kamagoye stopped the power bomb, and then he followed that up with the big ending Kamagoye and Kota Ibushi got the win over Jeff Cobb. Yes, we go to the ending, but let's be real. Like Cobb, like Cobb was doing some hossing in that match. <laughs> yeah, he, he was. He was hossing. <laughs> I, I enjoyed seeing him hoss like Ibushi and Ibushi taking all these crazy ass bumps. I mean, that man about 40 years old wilding out. But, you know, that, that was like, I just love this version of Cobb versus it compared the pre-Empire Cobb. This this night and day. And they can get a lot of mileage of this version of Cobb. And, you know, I, hey, man, I, I wouldn't mind seeing, like, Cobb and Ocon make a run at the um, yeah, man, it's it's been a lot of cool things happening with the uh, the Empire, man. Uh, even though that they've you know lost their leader, um, you know they're gonna still be a force uh, with Cobb and Ocon kind of taking more of the leadership role, and maybe this will allow Hanare to get you know some of some more shine and not just be the fall guy. Yeah, I hope so too. Because I really like the new look. Um, you know, I just think they just need to go ahead and, and and put a little bit of momentum behind him and allow him to really spread his wings and get some wins and, you know, change his narrative and get the people to look at him a little bit different. And then you got another guy that you can insert into your, you know, upper mid-card, middle mid-card, lower mid-card, that actually people will be like, oh, he's a threat. He's not just going to be here to lose. Exactly. Well, that brought us to the main events of the evening. As Shingo Takagi faced off against Okada for the vacant IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. There will be a winner. There will be a new champion decided at the end of this particular match. A pumping bomber obliterates Okada for a near fall before a last of the dragon was wiggled out of by Okada. Okada swings again for the Rainmaker, but then he's, he pulls Shingo back up for a tombstone only to get caught with the dragon suplex. Um, a sliding punch lays out Okada. That looked very beautiful, and it looks so, so good. And then all that is left is for Shingo Takagi to hit Okada with the last of the dragon. And we have a new IWGP heavyweight champion. And his name is Shingo Takagi. 
I was shocked. Even though I didn't watch the live, I saw I got the result. So when they said he won, I was like, "What?" Because <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I was like, oh man, they just gonna go back to Okada and just chill, chill with him being champion." And I was wrong. So it was. It's interesting. I, I have a I have a hypothesis on why they knew they had to go with Shingo in the situation. Because they're not really doing the greatest business right now, partially because of state of emergency, and also like you can only run so many Korokins with like kind of suspect cards, and you know, mm-hmm. so I don't know. So they they kind of were like forced, kind of forced out of their comfort zone, or whatever. So you know, I thought Shingo, they kept jerking Shingo around. I was like. I was just ready for them to jerk him again, jerk him around again. So it was it was well deserved. It just sucked that he kinda gets to beat champion like at the time where it you can't go full crowds and the crowds can't fully interact in matches because like his matches are some of the best ones and the crowd will be really fully engaged in them. So, you know. <clears throat> you could say like as good as this match was, if they would have had like more crowd participation, it probably would be even better. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely um his matches have definitely been some of the better ones uh during the pandemic and you're right. Um he would probably uh has such a big crowd reaction uh over the last three or four months based off just his Emring work that he's been doing that yeah it would definitely add a different element to uh what this match brought. Uh, this is kind of like the thing I'm interested in uh, with uh, AEW, WWE going back uh, in front of the live crowds next month. Just how the people are reacting to some of the the stories and the and the characters uh, over the last year and a half, and you know who's what reaction are they going to get? Like you know how much of the crowd is going to be cheering Roman? How much of the crowd is going to be booing Roman? How much of the crowd is going to be booing Cody when they really get back in front of some outside of Jacksonville, you know? So that's, that's the mm-hmm. kind of things I'm, I'm very interested in seeing. And same thing here with new Japan. Um, you know, it's been, it's going to be almost, you know, two years now uh, without them having crowds. Cause it doesn't look like the state of emergency is going to be ending anytime soon. Um, so Man, they even worse than us as far as their rollout. Yeah, yeah, so, they've yeah they've had a very slow uh, adop- adaptation to the vaccine uh, in general, and uh, I don't know if they've you know if their government has been as uh, uh, diligent or efficient. I guess would probably be the better word at you know getting the vaccines out to the masses uh, because yes, this is a very serious situation. Uh, the Olympics are a big, big question. Um, I don't know uh, what they're going to do. They're, they're trying to basically wait it out to the last minute before they have to, like, cancel it. But, I mean, they got to make a word soon because people are, you know, starting to – getting close to people catching flights and heading over there. So, um, we'll see. Who's catching flights and heading over there? To, to Japan, the, the competitors for the Olympics. Yeah, you make sure to, like – Tell people what it is, because when you say people taking flights, people might be thinking regular people going no, over no, there. No, when no, they, no, 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 no. Like regular people, not a, y'all can't come over here right now. No, no, the the Olympians and the and the different nations, they're 
we're starting yeah. to get their their travel plans in order. We've got you know these world qualifiers and the Olympics and soccer and all these qualifier things happening. So you know people are getting set to 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 possibly participate. And uh, yeah, the country is in a is in a it's in a bad way when it comes to the pandemic, and it's affecting you know the Olympics, New Japan, um, you know all of the wrestling and and other baseball and everything like that that's going on in the country right now. So um, you know, like there's just been a lot of turmoil. I, like I didn't know if Dominion was even going to happen until late last week when they were like hey, we're going to cancel the last two shows that's supposed to be on this day but we're pushing it back another day uh, so you know it, it's just been kind of like keep your ear to the ground and you know see what's going to happen but um, you know they managed to get this show in it was a strong show it was a good effort um, I know a lot of people have been kind of sour on New Japan with the booking and everything like this but this cart was booked very well and it even had a surprise at the end, so can't complain about that. Nope, I can't complain at all. Um, anything you want to touch on as far as the domestic uh, wrestling scene before I turn it over to you for your shout-outs and thank yous? Uh, um, I would say if you want to like see something different, I would probably... I would I would suggest people get Wrestle Universe because if you get Wrestle Universe, you can get like about four different wrestling companies because they're all under the same big company, and they had like a recently had like over the weekend they had like the, like a festival, and it had the, all the companies on there with different matches and interpromotional matches, and that was one of the best cards I've seen this year. I'm on the record, it's telling people right now my favorite like promotion is Tokyo Joshi Pro. So if you want to see some women with a lot of different like flavor and styles and just entertaining matches, I would advise you to, to get Wrestle Universes and check out that. Like even with some of these companies, they have matches up on their like YouTube, so you can test it out to see what you do or don't like. Um, my favorite like woman. Like, one of my favorite women in that company is um, Yamashita. She's the current champion of Tokyo Joshi Pro. She's a striker, but in, in just, like, she's freaking ridiculous. Like, when I think of striking, I think of, like, maybe probably Shibata, maybe Suzuki, other people, you know? Mm-hmm. She has that type of level of striking, so... You know that's that's another one. The, the like it's I think um it's another young lady that like who who wrestled in like AEW. I can't I think it's Takazuki that's her name or whatever, and she's really awesome too. So they they had like a like Yamashita Takazuki had like a really dope ass like match at um at a cyber cyber um fight like paper big big show. They were third from the top, and and then like in the main event, they had like um, Mudo versus Marafuji, and a few kind of follow like Japanese wrestling. You know who they are. So we even watched indie wrestling, or you know, I mean, people know Keiji Muto is. I mean, great Muda. I always say, if you're not getting satisfaction from one particular company, it's a lot of different companies out there that you could try to see. If you like it or not, sometimes we get too comfortable with like promotions that are home, our home promotions, and not 
branch out instead of just being unhappy with something you should try to find things that maximize, maximize joy out of you so just branch out i mean you know this world is really big and it's no need to put yourself on the island when you don't have to that is very true sir that is very true so at this point man i'm gonna turn it over to you for your shout outs and thank yous all right, it's been a couple months, I think. Shit. <laughs> yeah, since April. It's been a Last few... time I talked to you was in April on this show. It was. It was. It was early April, I believe. So it's been a while. So you know, um, thanks for everybody who had patience with us coming back and supporting us. Shout out to uh, Jupiter Julep. Shout out to Miss V, who got some fucking fire takes. <laughs> Some fire takes in those Twitter spaces and just like says the coolest shit, but he'd be so funny, but you say it in a way that it's like deadpan, but it's just like it makes you start cracking up. Like I mean, you had to be the other day. Like I literally like I think I had to turn off the mic because I was fucking dying laughing. So you know, shout out to V. She got jokes. Um, shout out Madame Lizette. She had recently had a birthday, you know. And I mean, if you want to like help the girl out, and you can just hit that click and send some money to our girl, you know, I'm not gonna be mad. I think she liked that. Um, shout out to Terry Boy, man. I don't, I mean, y'all did good with the draft, but I don't, I don't know. You talking all that shit about Jared Goff in that playoff game, and like a week later, he was your quarterback. See, see how you set yourself up, brother. Oh man! Shout out to everybody else in the CFPN. Y'all doing really good stuff. I enjoy like being on network here. And shout out to Don because he, yo, Don Don be doing all this damn work. So you know, shout out to him. He need to get a young boy, a young girl to help him. <laughs> Thank you, Mister Anwar Starwin, for that sound advice. Yes, I, I definitely probably do need a, a Brandon Cutler uh, at this point. Uh, that helped me with uh, all of this, the things that are going on, especially once uh, AEW starts this new show on Fridays in August. Oh boy! Woo! Oh boy! <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Um, Smackdown and Rampage on the same damn night. Yikes! Yeah, man, we've been debating about this for like the past like couple of weeks. Like, man, somebody didn't have the foresight to put this thing on Saturday morning or Saturday evening at like you know. 605 um you know instead of friday night at 10 do they they must they must understand that nobody's gonna be watching this they must be planting on the dbr numbers to be extremely high uh for that particular show yeah yeah probably but uh yes thank you anwar for joining me uh thank you for uh, dropping by the rawcast twitter space on monday that was a lot of fun like you said miss v definitely was holding court uh so always a lot of fun when she can join and uh you know uh give us her perspective on things and how she sees them shout out to um miss jupiter julep and um you know the things that she's doing over there with her podcast uh shout out to mo to the underscore reese and miss simmy shout out to miss ah. jonay and miss j to the max a shout out to sam and greg classic mel because mel always gets shout outs uh, shout out to everybody who uses the hashtags each and every week from Cast of Strong Style to Raw Cast, Dynamite Cast, NXT Cast, and SmackDown Matters. We definitely appreciate everybody sharing their commentary with color with us. Shout out to Terry's boy as well, uh, Madam Lizette, and all of the New Japan folks who are keeping up with uh, 
the stops and starts that are going around with New Japan right now. Uh, they did deliver a great card here in Dominion, though, kind of paying off our patience uh, over the last few months, uh, last few weeks. So definitely grateful for that. Um, shout out to Shingo Takagi, man. It's been a co pretty cool journey uh, since the pandemic, watching him kind of step out of the shadow of Naito and LIJ and uh, rise up to be, you know, the main champion now. And we'll see kind of what kind of uh, jealousy, if any, this kind of causes within the ranks of LIJ with Naito. Uh, going forward, but I'm really interested in the booking of Shingo going forward here in the next few weeks and months uh, for his title reign. Uh, shout out to everybody here on the CSPN and all the listeners who continue to support us. Check out the Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash CSPN media where you can find extra content uh, for as little as $1 a month. So please support the podcast in that way. So for my co-host, Mr. Anwar Starwin, I'm your host, Don DeLorente. And this has been Cast of Strong Style. Cast, Cast of Strong Style. Strong style.